The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. And welcome to a brand new episode of the panel discussion. I almost said my one of my other podcasts. Almost you did. have so many. It never ends. It never ends. Oh, I said it twice today already. I recorded like three episodes today. Um, this is the panel discussion. Your home for comic book talk right here on the network at BICBP-radio.com. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts. And alongside with me, as always, the one, the only, the trusted uh, Schmitty. Schmitty holding the fort down as always. Um... Had a pretty good week. How about yourself, Matt? You're doing good? Uh, I'm actually going to give you a positive response this week. Damn! Hallelujah! I know. Last I, week, shit. I felt bad all last week. <laughs> After that episode, I'm like, man, I was, I really <laughs> you, killed you the like, mood. You like called yourself on it within like <laughs> like two, like not even a minute. You're like, I, man, what am I doing? Buzz Killington. Yes. Instantaneously. Yes. yes. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, no, much better week this week. Uh, so far, so good. So I appreciate you asking. I went to the Pirate Festival. You ever been to a festival just for pirates? No. Celebrating these these uh, swashbucklers? I can't say that I have. It was it was an experience. Where was you. it at? Uh, it was right on uh, Lake Ontario, right? That's the one by us. No, yeah, that's the one. We have Lake Ontario. Yeah, that's, that's the, the one, one right right by us there. So it was right down there, uh, Old Cod Beach area. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. So right there, it was nice. Uh, weekend little thing. We went Saturday because it was like the only day it wasn't gonna be a shit storm. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed like all the stuff that's normally there, which are like little shops. I love Old Cod. And they got like nice little ride section, but then as soon as I got to like where the carnival stuff is, <laughs> I'm like, this is why I yeah, carnivals kind of suck. Just a little disappointing. Yeah, yeah, I felt like I was in the most Isaac Cantina. I was in a wretched hive of scum and villainy. Yeah, Wilson's uh, Wilson Olcott. It's an interesting place. There was like there was like uh, these houses that were being rented out by just biker gangs. Yeah, they and, have a lot of biker oh, fests. Oh boy, and stuff they were there. getting crazy. Um, so there's that, and then uh, you know. Some people wearing some clothing that they probably shouldn't out in public, you know, teach their own. Yeah. But, you know, you're in public. You're at a festival. You're around children's rides. What are you doing wearing a brassiere for a top? <laughs> That's a brassiere. I can see the class. Really... Might be doing it for your, your, your male friend there. But, you know, the rest of us, I got kids and like, it's not a top. No, it's yeah. not a top. No. It's Pirate Fest. Yeah. You can't be doing that. All right. There I have were to, pirates walking around. There were. They I were. have to ask you. Yeah. Is that knockoff Jack Sparrow guy? Was he walking around there? He was not. Uh, there were you few, know, So you know who oh, I'm talking oh, yeah. about. Yes, for sure. He's like, ah, oh, take a picture with me. Yes. Oh, yes. pay me. The last time we went was two years ago, and they actually had like people, these women dressed up like mermaids. Yeah. That's and cool. the kids could get their pictures with them, and I felt so bad for them because it was just like, they're there for kids, but like all the fathers were just like, because <laughs> they were like the traditional mermaid like you know bikini shell top and I'm like you you sick like you sick bastards your, your daughter's there trying to get her picture with this mermaid because it's a mermaid and you're drooling all over yourself right in front of your wife like do you have no do you have no morals to decency yourself? yeah decency exactly jesus so but this year just pirates 
We uh we didn't we found a uh, a one-eyed pirate with an eye patch. We had a checklist. We got the one-eyed pirate with the eye patch. We found him. We found a little little pirate that had a, a hook for a hand. Oh, that's cool. No peg leg pirates. Oh, None. That's, that's disappointing. None. We did see a gentleman rolling around on a rascal scooter, double below the knee amputee, and my middle daughter yelled out, "Where are his peg legs?" <laughs> and uh, he started he started scooting over toward us, <laughs> and I thought he heard. Uh, but we had met my parents there, and <laughs> he was actually the brother of one of my mother's friends. We came over to say hello. Oh, like, oh good. He didn't hear it. But then my daughter, of course, reiterated herself. How come you don't have peg leg? <laughs> and he kindly answered. He's like, well, I didn't need two. Never seen a two, a double peg leg pirate. That's true. That's not, that's, that's not going to work. You'd be slipping and sliding all over the place, like Seamus from Family Guy. <laughs> doesn't work well. That doesn't work in real life. No, that would not be well. No, no. At least he, he, exce- he Oh, uh, yeah. He I mean, come on. You're at the Pirate Fest. Yeah. You've got, you're, it, yeah. you're just asking for it. Well, you know, you, I'm sure you get it all the time, especially from little kids, you know? What are you going to do? <laughs> you know? What you going to do? Where do you get a peg leg from? Is that like I, a medically... I, like? No, I, it, I highly doubt it. I think they've made... Extreme advancements in, in, in the field of prosthetic legs. And they make, like, those blades now. Yeah. That those you, things are scary. Yeah. So, yeah, they've, they've, they've come far far distances. No more peg legs. Just like people don't really die from scurvy no more. Would you get a peg leg if you had the opportunity, uh, the option of a peg leg or a blade? I probably would get a blade. But in, in that regard, there was a time uh, where I did almost lose my eye. And uh, I told my wife that, well, she was just my girlfriend at the time. But I go, if I lose this thing, I'm not going glass. I'm going Snake Plissken Pirate Patch all the way. I'm not going glass. I'm not doing it. So I was, I, I will stand by that. If I lose my eye, I'm going patch. Okay. I respect that. Yeah, I'm going straight up patch. Black patch. Every once in a while, I'll throw a skull crossbones on there just to be a little festive. Especially if, like, I was at going a pirate fest. You'd have to. You'd have to. Um, how's our old friend? How's Baron doing? Baron, where are you at? Bud? Baron, Baron, Baron's here today. Uh, Baron, how, how's your week going? Yes, mm, 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 yes, very good. Yes, I did not go to this festival for your sycophantic pirate folk. Despicable, deplorable. These men rape and pillage the natural world, and you're going to have a festival to celebrate these heathens in this world? How dare you? Just despicable. <laughs> Baron, it's like Captain Hook and Smee and stuff like that. It's for the kids. It was yeah, good. It was a good time. you know, it's a, you know, erroneous. Yes. Mm. Mm. Pirates are a big part of culture. Like, didn't you grow up learning about pirates? I, I will tell you this I have never seen a pirate with a feather in his cap, nor a, a smiley disposition. They've all been reckless and uh, pillaging and taking things, drinking all of the rum, all of it. That's the only thing they get right in these motion pictures you see on the cinema screen. Gosh darn rum-drinking heathens. <laughs> they don't look anything like this this Captain Morgan you speak of and you see everywhere. He's quite popular with the ladies. Because he gives them no choice, you see. He's a pirate. He just takes what he wants. Doesn't give them an option out. It's like I, I am a big fan, surprisingly, of the Sunny in Philadelphia show. You've seen this show, yes? Yes, yes. Yes. You see, if you get a lady on a boat out to sea, just like Dennis Reynolds says, 
that uh, they're not going to say no because of the implications, you see. Very similar to these pirate folk, the heathens, degenerates. Yes. Of course, Disney tried to make them all nice and stuff. No, they didn't. Have you seen Peter Pan? No, but Jack Sparrow, they try to make him a hero and all that stuff. Oh, yes. Glorifying piracy. Smooching Elizabeth Swan behind Paul Will Turner's back. Smooching everyone. Mm. What a just what a, terrible, terrible, yes. What an animal. Yes. Mm. What an animal. Um we got a lot of pop culture stuff to talk about today. There's a lot we had a lot of fun stuff. I, I we didn't talk about this before the show. Did you see I think it just came out today. Deadpool. Oh, with uh with, with Korg. Korg. I loved it. How cool was that? That was that was awesome. I like they were yeah, they were pumping up uh <laughs> Ryan Reynolds' new movie, uh Free Man. Free, free guy. Free, free guy. guy, free guy. Yeah, and, and I'm excited for that, by the way. He's just taking the wind out of the, the movie. Uh Ryan Reynolds is his Deadpool, and he's just him sitting next to Korg. And you could tell it's like super whatever. It's just fun. It's a nice little commercial. But oh, it was it was great. Yeah, he was like, like, oh, everybody him. else is too expensive or yeah. something like he's that. Like, no, he's like everybody else oh. had, was busy filming yes. a Disney Plus show. <laughs> yes. So this is uh, this is what I got. He's like, hey, Korg, how do I get in the MCU? Oh, that that's that that monologue that Korg gives about just climbing a mountain, having a dream, and then when you get to the mountain, you fall. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but that it's like he's like he's like, and then when you fall. And you realize that you'll never achieve your dreams. Maybe check your emails, and your agent might say, "Hey, Marvel called." <laughs> uh, it was. I got so excited when I seen that because, I mean, this is the first. We know Deadpool's coming, right? Yeah, we know Deadpool's yeah. coming. We know he's going to be rated R. This is the first like kind of crossover little interaction. I think what better cat? Like looking at it, I mean, you always hope for it, it would be a big name character, but I mean, what better character to, to do something like that with? Oh Quark? yeah, oh yeah. So it show a shot of like. Uh, the the gentleman who direct who, who voices Korg, uh, like what what TT what, what so he's sitting there and they show his character and he's like at a desk and he's like kicking his feet up so you can see his hands and his feet but he's got those fucking like booty shoes on yeah <laughs> and you can't see like his ass so it, like he's like what do you think of this guy he's like well I can see all four of his hands but two apparently seem to be wearing gloves. <laughs> Oh, uh, just priceless. The Deadpool's just like, oh, this guy. This oh, this guy. yeah. This guy right here. Awful. It was so good. If you if listeners, if you haven't checked it out yet, go and it's find like it. It's like six minutes long, but it's yeah. totally worth it's, it. Just it's for worth the dialogue, your time. yeah. It's very yeah. it's very cool. It's yeah. It's Ryan Reynolds is a genius when it comes to like publicity marketing. and marketing, yeah. He doesn't give it he doesn't get enough credit. No. He really doesn't. So Yeah, yeah that, I, that, that was a lot of fun. Uh yeah, I love me some. Uh, now I'll definitely like. I had no interest in watching that free guy movie, but now I will probably go out of my way and see it. You didn't like the looks of it. I just it, it's uh, meh. I don't know. I think anything to, at this point, I think anything Ryan Reynolds touches is kind of worth seeing. But that's just me. Yeah, yeah. He's just one of those actors, you know. Um. All right. So let's get into. We got a couple show, little show recaps. Yeah. Loki was amazing. Oh, I, I love this episode. Best episode, hands down. Oh, for sure. Without one question. of the best Disney Plus episodes, hands just because it was so zany, it was so out there. All the Easter eggs, all the—I mean, there were so many references. I popped. I, I got so excited when I, they walked past the Thanos copter. I'm like, "Oh, you bastards! You did it! You did it!" I, the only thing that would make that better is if there was at one point we get to see Thanos driving around in the Thanos <laughs> copter. 
because it's such a ridiculous <laughs> concept. Yes. yes. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. And it's not like a nice big helicopter. It's like one of the one, like the one in Jaws 2 that's like going to save the people and Jaws like springs out of the water and eats this fucking mini helicopter. It's like one of those. It's got, it's like, it reminds me of the fucking, the Batcopter from the 60s yes, Adam West show. Yes. It's like one of those. It's got the bubble <laughs> and the fucking, and I love, the best thing about it is like the tail is just like, it looks like a yellow pendant. Yeah. And it just says Thanos on it. Oh, it's, in case you didn't know it was his. Right. Casey misplaces the whole, goes, that copter is mine. <laughs> The, I mean, yeah, the, the whole concept was so goofy, but, you know, th- that's been one of those things that everybody's joked about, and they're, they're like, we knew, like, they knew. Like, the creators, whoever created the show, I don't know their name, but they're like, we just know. We just know that we have to have this in here, and it was it was perfect. Yeah. Because not everybody knows about that. Not, no, everybody know, no. not everybody knows about the Thanos copter. To see that, I think, was a, you know, a huge, huge, huge step in, in showing that, hey, the Marvel MCU Feige, everybody, they they read the they read the interwebs a little bit. Well, that one, I mean, that's kind of been one of those ridiculously known things since like the seventies. When I I believe is when they had the Thanos copter, yes. like seventies, eighties, I think more seventies, but still, it's just so ridiculous. There were so many little Easter eggs. Uh, I, I I saw an interview with the uh, the showrunners, and they did say that they wanted to have the whole void stylized after like the art style of Salvatore Dali. Like, just nonsense for the sake of nonsense. Like, yeah. they had those little creatures running around that kind of looked like peacocks, but instead of a head, they just had a space with a ball. Yeah, it was very strange. Yeah, they're just running around, making little hooting noises. Um, they had those big heads just everywhere, the stone heads that looked like they were right out of Prometheus, just all over the place. Yep. Yeah, there was um, a Yellow Jacket's head was in yeah, there. Yeah, there was they, like they a, a giant, giant helmet. Jacket head. A giant helmet from Yellow Jacket was in there. So I'm wondering if maybe we're not done with Darren Cross. Maybe he'll pop back up at some Maybe point. Maybe not. Wasn't Darren Cross's character in the comics like this? He was like a bigger fellow. No, I don't want to say a gi- he wasn't a giant, but he was definitely not Yellow Jacket in the comics. Well, no, because Yellow Jacket was an, the alter ego for for Ant-Man. Yes. Like, but so, they but, just took it and villainized it. Right. Uh, but yeah, maybe we'll see a different iteration of, of that coming forward. Who knows? I hope so. Um, what else was there? Throg. Oh, yeah. Did in the j- jar. Unfortunately, apparently there was a deleted scene in, like, the first episode where, uh, is it Mobius? Yes. Yeah, he's showing Loki a bunch of, like, when he's showing him, like, this is how you failed here, yeah. you failed here, you failed here. Apparently they were going to show uh, the alternate reality where th- Loki turned Thor into the frog. <laughs> <laughs> but inst- he never turned him back, so he remained a frog. Ah, okay. And then that—that's when I didn't the, know the, that. The, 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 they, they came in and kind of wiped that existence clean. They were going to show that, but they felt the scene was dragging, so they cut it. And Hemsworth actually came in to record like grunts and groans from the frog from Throg. And apparently, they showed like I saw footage of uh, Tom Hiddleston like acting out a fight scene. With it was going to be used for him to be fighting this frog, and the frog was just going to be kicking his ass the whole time. <laughs> this tiny little frog with his tiny oh, little hammer so was going to be killing him. That makes me so happy. Yeah, but that I, was cool. Like he's in the little jar. He's trying to get to mirror. I was like, I thought it was Ant Man. I, I seen Mjolnir, and I was like, yeah. I, I was like, oh, it's got to be Ant Man, right? In a jar, like it was so quick. 
But if you slow it down and go back, yeah, it's very clearly Throg. And I mean, what a cool, what a cool nod. There yeah. was there was a ton of other Easter eggs in this in this in this show. Yeah, a ton of other Easter eggs in this. It's show. It's going to be one of those things. I feel like you'll be able to go back years from now and find more stuff. Yep, a hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, but yeah, I, I like that stuff. I like shows that and movies where. You watch it, you get the general idea, but then every time you watch it, you find something different, whether it's like the actor's performance, little nuances with their line delivery, or especially things that are just in the background that you never noticed before. Correct. Yeah, I. there's been a lot of movies like that. I mean, even well, like he, Dark Knight was the one that I watched like a couple times over a couple years. Just just side story, you know, with that. Yeah. Uh, and I would catch new things. Like yeah. you'd re- I'd remember something that happened, and I catch a new detail. Well, especially that for lines like it up. for like our generation, like we grew up with VHS. Yeah. And obviously, as the quality and the clarity has improved, these movies that we've seen hundreds of times, like now you see them on Blu-ray or 4K, and it's like holy shit! Like I remember the first time I saw. Return of the Jedi on Blu-ray. I'm like, those are all the goddamn characters I have action figures of. Yeah. I never knew where they were. There he is. There is that one. There's that guy. There's this guy. Clear as fucking day. There they all are. There's that. It's beautiful. Uh, well, I wouldn't say it was that big of a thing. Episode four, I never noticed the Stormtrooper bumping his head on the door until I got the Blu-ray version. Well, the Blu-ray version, they actually amplified it. Oh, they did? Oh, That's yeah. what it was? Yeah. Okay. George Lucas made the thunk noise louder. Okay. Because uh, he was like, yeah, I'll just play this up. That which, was- which, like... He even played it up in uh, episode two, the theatrical cut. Yeah. When Django and Obi-Wan are fighting, he goes to walk up the ramp, and he hits his head on the roof of Slave 1 before he gets into Slave 1 before he flies off. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's so cool. But yeah, He's like, yeah, the stormtroopers are a clone of him. It's just <laughs> a, one of those, he's just a klutz when it comes to bopping his head. I guess, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that was like, the. but yeah, Loki did a really good job uh, of, of presenting that, like it, that was one episode where I could just sit, enjoy. The action was fun. Um, All man, those fucking Lokis, like yo, know, Alligator Loki is gonna get his own spinoff. Everybody, there's people are all ready for plush Alligator Loki. They're, they they released images of pop vinyls that they're doing of yeah. Alligator Loki. Uh, it's got to be like. I, we got to come up with a name for that. Locigator or Alligator or Alloki. Alloki Gator. Alloki. Alloki. Alloki Gator. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it'll come I'm to not eventually. Sure. I'm yeah. sure eventually. Bo- but like Boastful Thor was great. Boastful Thor was cool. Um, Kid Loki getting, was cool. He's drinking the Ecto Cooler. Yeah, all those guys. Oh, that was awesome. I marked out huge for the Ecto Cooler. <laughs> so I'm drinking that Ecto Cooler. I'm like, oh, if I had an infinite supply of Ecto. That's like, I'm not a terror. Like, I actually like the new Ghostbusters movie with the women, but. That was the best thing that came from that whole movie coming Ecto out Cooler was they re-released Ecto Cooler. Was it that good? It's pretty phenomenal. Okay, because I I've never it's had sugary it. as fuck. They had, it... like I've seen recipes on YouTube where you can remake it. Okay, and watching people make it, I'm like, now I won't drink it because it's literally just copious amounts of sugar, <laughs> just a ridiculous amount of sugar. Because I mean, obviously, I wasn't around for the original craze, but I didn't I didn't get any when uh, when they re-released it. I don't know even know if it was the original recipe or not either. So. No, they just like it wasn't the yeah they they kind of substituted it was like a lot of orange juice and mango juice and just sugar and green food coloring ah. and, yeah yeah not the same um, it needs to be in the box the little high C box oh yeah it doesn't with slime around yeah there. that's what it's got to be exactly otherwise yeah just keep it it's not the same um, but I, I I'm pretty sure we're this is all leading up to uh, who do you think the big villain is. 
forgetting You're his name. Kang. It's you gotta think be it's Kang. Kang? The, I, the other idea I have is maybe Doctor Doom. Because they have that castle at the end. The big, yeah. I feel like it's a very Latvian architectured uh, castle. So there's a possibility that Doctor Doom has a castle at the end of time. Um, but I'm... I, I think it's I think it's it's got to be Kang. I don't think it's going to be Kang. No, I think this whole show has like it's it's Mephisto, it's, right? No, yeah, <laughs> it's a goddamn devil. <laughs> I literally think it's going to be like just a twin. Like they 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 want you. I think it's Mephisto, Wanda, Vision all over again. Okay, they want you to think it's Kang. I think it's going to be like the all the all father, the all knowing. Uh, mm. Being or I think it's going to be a deranged Loki variant. Okay, that's what I'm going. I'd with. probably be disappointed with either of those two, but I could see where Marvel would try to do something like that. I think we'll get an Easter egg with Kang, like actually see Kang. Like with, uh, I just feel like Kang makes too much sense right here. He just makes. I think he just makes too much sense. But this is supposed to set up the multiverse of madness, right? I think Loki's I th- supposed to. I think they're going to do kind of what they did with Avengers. Like it'll end, and then mid credit, post credit scene, they'll turn and it'll be Kang. Like Kang may be responsible, but I don't think Loki's going to have a direct, direct interaction with Kang. Right. Yeah, that's that's possible. I could see like what uh, Raven Slayer, like you know, at the end. Goes to Kang because in the comics they were an item, right? Uh, so I could see her like doing something where like, well, that didn't work. All right, I'll go to my backup plan here, and it's gonna be Kang. Which, yeah, it, it, as long as it's teased somehow, I just, I, I don't know. I because yeah, this show's supposed to build up to Multiverse of Madness. It's supposed to build Quantumania. up Quantum Mania, um, and obviously Thor: Love and Thunder's got to have some kind of play in this, right? <sighs> you would think. I would think so. I mean, depending how this ends, if Loki actually does... Nah, he's not you think this die. is a wrap for Tom Hiddleston? Uh, I don't think so. I, I hope not. I don't think so. If he had other, you know... Uh, Big projects? Had, yeah, if he had other, you know, things in the in the flame. Other pokers in the flame there. But I, I don't see it happening. I, I gotta tell you, I'm really overjoyed that Hemsworth is staying as Thor. Like, yeah. really overjoyed, because I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't feel like we got enough of him. But I think if that's meeting Hiddleston stays, I'm even all more. I'm I'm all more for it. I think they'll both all stay. More for it. So, because I think Hemsworth realizes that his character was just hitting its stride, and they're gonna let him be himself. So I could see him just riding it out, staying with it. Even if he just does little pop-ins here and there, he just seems the type of guy that he would do that. Yeah. No. One hundred percent. So. Yeah, I'm 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 stoked. I really do hope Hiddleston. I th- think there's a lot more to Loki. There's a lot more story to tell. He's one he's one of the most intriguing characters. Yeah, he's one know. that can always hang around in the background and pop in and out. Yeah. So, did you like what, what was your favorite variant Loki? I probably think it's got. I think it's probably classic. The classic. Yeah, he he got a lot of fans. Especially with the sacrifice at the end, and he did a good job. I actually was on Twitter. I, I forgot the actor's name who played him. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Been in a bunch of stuff, but he was like super, super proud of like his role as Loki. Yeah, he did a good job. I mean, you know, we always I remember back in the day when comic book accurate costumes were ridiculous, and this dude pulls off classic comic book Loki, and it, it makes it look cool. Yeah, and yeah, he had that very heroic scene at the end. Yeah, glorious purpose. 
and all that all that jazz and it was it was really cool it was really 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 well done and uh i I liked him a lot kid loki i thought was pretty cool they're talking about i think they said like a young advent avengers i think he's a is he an aspect of young avengers or something like that i'm not overly familiar with that that book neither am i i I wouldn't be surprised if they kept that going okay because they like i know the the members but i'm not really 100 percent sure on where they go and who who Intertwines in right. and out. Because I, I read, uh, I think it's Screen Crush on YouTube. I don't read. I, I watch Screen tr- Screen Crush on YouTube, and they said that. I think they mentioned the fact that Loki is like the last of like all these these young Avengers characters that has to be introduced. So, um, I there think they go. have all the characters. They have the the young like uh, they got Wiccan and uh, uh, I forget their what, name. It's so long it? ago. Is it, that's not just Speed. What yeah, is, was is it? Is it Wiccan and Speed? I think it, I think it might be. Oh damn! <laughs> and then, well, you, they, we still don't have a Hulkling. Uh, obviously, we got Cassie Lang as um, stature. Um, yeah, it was speed. They've introduced Patriot in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, it's Isaiah Bradley's grandson. Yep, or he is Isaiah Bradley. I forget. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, that's like uh, just Hulkling. That's like the main. Which we're probably getting She Hulk, maybe. I don't know. Well, they. Uh, I don't prob- want to say probably that. actually. Probably, um, secret invasion because he is a scroll or a. Oh, okay. No, he's a scroll. Yeah, he's a scroll. So that's possible. So. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we're getting a Young Avengers movie at some point. Movie, I, I wouldn't say a Netflix show, but probably maybe even maybe a movie. I hope um, a movie. Like I, I don't know. The shows are good, but I don't know this. It's too much. It seems. I don't know. You think so now? Explain. Well, they, we've had three shows pretty quickly, uh, but maybe it'll even out more once the movies start coming back out. Yeah. Um. And maybe it'll it'll change up the pacing. I think the fact that we had three shows in a row. Yeah, we're about to get four movies straight. With, yeah. So, just I don't know. I think once things get back to normal and things level out more, and it's like movie show. Here's another movie. Like it's supposed here's a show. to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it could just be the situation of just getting bombarded with a new style of content in this universe where we're very used to just movie, 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 movie. Right. No, I know what you're saying. I know. I know exactly what you're saying. Um, They're doing a good job, though, uh, with it all. I did. uh, We're not going to go too in depth to it. But Black Widow did come out this past weekend. Uh, they are doing a good, very good job. The, The only thing I'll say is they're doing a very good job of mixing Disney Plus and their movies. Yeah. I'll, I will say that. And yeah. you'll you'll know when you see it. I'm not going to divulge too much into it. Uh, I have some comments that I want to discuss, but Schmitty here hasn't said uh, or hasn't seen it. Not yet. And I'm sure many of our listeners haven't seen it either, so it would be unfair uh, for us to kind of talk about it and spoil it for you. So uh, we'll figure next week. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably talk yeah. about it next week. So, you know, if you're an avid listener of the show, uh, be prepared. Be prepared that we're probably going to talk about it and, and, and do some spoilers. That'll be... Yeah, would it be out almost two weeks at that point? Just yeah, it about. Came out on Friday, so it'll be. Yeah, it'll be a week, a week and, and a half. half. Yeah, yeah. Well, by the time the episode drops, yeah, it's like yeah. thirteen days, so uh, it'll be pretty close. So uh, be prepared for that. We're gonna talk Black Widow next week, and uh, and yeah, I think that's it for the Marvel stuff, our Marvel side of things for the time being. Yeah, um, I think they've they've been releasing more what if merchandise. Yeah, getting, whether it's through the pop vinyls, um, the Lego sets, 
So that looks like it's going to be just a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to that quite a bit. Um, they did say that they're, I think they're starting to f- uh, get uh, filming going on Wakanda Forever, Black Panther 2. Yes. Um, I'm curious. They still haven't said when that's coming out. I, I've heard some rumors, some rumblings that perhaps this movie will take place in between Infinity War and Endgame, Endgame to explain his disappearance. Yeah, that's a good spot to put it in. If they're going to do that, it's a good spot to put it in, I think. The kind of, yeah, I don't know. I, I I think that's the most, it's honestly, it's crazy to say it, and I think it's sad to say it, but I'm probably, that's probably like the biggest anticipated one because what are they going to do? Yeah. You know, we've asked that question many times on the show. It's a curiosity of, yeah, where, where are you going to take this story yeah. without recasting the lead, um, unfortunately, uh, with the passing of Bozeman, but... But yeah, so yeah, I would imagine. So they started filming it. I think they they're getting ramped up and ready to get going with already it. to get yeah. going. I think if they're finishing now, we're probably gonna see it the middle of next year. Because right, the first one came out in February, right? It was a Feb- February of uh, eighteen, I think. Yeah, right before Infinity War. I feel like a February release is just yeah, it works. It works. I don't think they would rush it that far, though, right? They wouldn't push it that far to try and get it in February of next year. They already released when when it was coming out, uh, but yeah, I can't imagine it'd be that early. No, I think it's late next year. Okay, I'm totally cool with that. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's that. Again, I think we're still on Spider-Man trailer watch. Yeah, that's got to come out soon. I think we said last week it should be coming out any time now. We're five. We're less than five minutes away. So less than That's five months. F- if if man, talk about speculating what the heck's gonna oh happen with God. that movie. I hope they show us nothing. I hope the internet rages and they show us There's gonna be so, that whole trailer, you know, is just gonna be editing things out. Oh, I know. I know for a fact. I mean we're all everybody's aware of the multiverse stuff, you know. It's I mean hey, it gives us stuff to speculate on. Yeah. Stuff to content. We'll we'll probably do a whole trailer breakdown when the time comes, but uh, but yeah, that's enough for for Marvel stuff. I think we kind of got all of that covered. We'll go on to uh, Bad Batch. Yeah. What did you think of this episode? Uh, it was okay. Yeah. It was okay. Uh, I know you were. I think you were disappointed with last week's, the previous week's episode. That one just seemed filler. I thought it was intriguing to see the, you know, showing more of a humanistic side to the separatists and you know them and their plight against this war that they're constantly fighting. Um, so that was interesting. And then you kind of had the opposite end. Where it's like you saw um, a planet where it's like they were siding with the Republic, but now that the Republic's turning into something else, yeah, the people are like, no, you helped us, now you can leave because right. we can take back over. And they're like, nah, nah, you, no, don't, we're gonna stay. you don't need your own army because we have the Grand Republic Army, so yeah, you're good. It's weird how many like real-life themes just get played out in these shows. Yeah. <laughs> No, for sure. <laughs> like yeah. it, we, we've talked about this a couple times too. It's amazing how many real life themes get get put in these shows. But, um, but yeah, th- this is another like uh, this is another. I mean, the Bad Batch was barely in it. Yeah, I which mean, is they, disappointing. They, the, the so you know, this is a setup. They're not gonna. I don't think they're gonna just have a uh, a throw. I, I don't want to say that they would have a throwaway episode with this, but I feel the, like when when I saw this episode, the the I mean, it was it was it was cool and kind of frustrating to see Omega and Hera. Sindula interact right especially younger Hera with Chopper um interact because yes it's cool to see these characters 
Where does Chopper come from? Is he from Rebel Rebels? Yes. Yes. Both okay. both Hera and Chopper are from Rebels. Okay. They're part of the main crew of the uh, the Ghost. Okay. Um, Hera's the pilot, and Chopper is kind of like the comic relief bumbling droid who. Yeah. He's kind of like R two D two just ramped just up a little bit. Goofy. He's extra sassy. On cocaine. And, yeah. Yeah. He's on Ritalin. I it's <laughs> Ritalin and Coke. Woo! What a combo. At the same time. Um. Yes. So. Uh. Yeah. So then. Uh. It was cool to see them interact, but also like. One of my main gripes with some of these Star Wars movies is, is like it's supposed to be this expanded, huge, gigantic universe, and sometimes the dots are connected too neatly. Yes, you made that point in the group text, and I was like, well, he makes a good point. You know, everything kind of connects somehow. It's like a puzzle. It's kind of like a puzzle. If you start in the middle, you got the core movies, and, you know, we're tacking on all this extra stuff, and. Which I think, I mean, I think it helps. I think it definitely helps to an extent, you know, sell these things to the casual fan. Yeah. Because you want, you know, you want people, if if they're lightly falling around certain aspects um, of it, you kind of want those connections. But um, you are right. I mean, there, there really hasn't been like a, a standalone Star Wars property that just does not connect to anything. Uh, there's been close. I mean, I would, I would, yeah, no, but there's not been, no. Not, not really. Everything kind of connects to one another, which I guess in some ways is, is nice, but I think it's just honestly, it's the Star Wars branch of Disney just kind of follow along, following along what Marvel has been doing. True. I, th- I think that this is their way of having like a big universe and crossovers and stuff like that. They seem that it's working for Marvel as well as they are. You know, Star Wars always had that ability to do it, just nobody pulled the trigger on it. I think that is uh, this is yeah, this is the Star Wars Lucasfilm. Um, their their attempt at just kind of just duplicating that in their own yeah. special way. Yeah, like I mean, especially like uh, Hera's father, Cham. Like he he was in Clone Wars, right? And then it's like when okay, we have Hera in Rebels, and then it's like oh, that's her dad. Oh, how coincident! Ah. And then it's like now in Bad Batch, like that. That I actually liked seeing him in Bad Batch more than I liked seeing him in anywhere else because it was like you saw how he went from how he was in Clone Wars to how he was in Rebels. Right. It's a, obviously a character shift. He was like a normal, like, general leader. And then, like, in, in Rebels, he's like, no, trying to take down everything. Yeah. So it was cool to kind of see the transition in that aspect. I did appreciate that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It could be. It's a, it's a nitpick. I mean, it's not something that I'm going to be, oh, I'm not watching the show anymore. But the exciting thing is, uh, with an episode like this, I feel like, it's not going to be a one and done season show, which is I, I think that's a good thing. Yeah, so I'm very okay with um, that. I think we're at least going to get three, maybe four seasons. You figure we got four seasons of Rebels, Clone Wars was on again, off again. We got technically eight, but I mean, I would probably say seven. I like realistically because the seventh and eighth season were both very short in comparison to the other seasons. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I'm I'm hoping that we get at least. Three, four seasons of this show. So I hope so too. I, I really like the animated series. I think they've done a very good job. You know, as I'm going back and, and watch rewatching well, for me the first time watching Clone Wars, it eventually rebels. It is cool to see how like I've got it I've gotten some excitement, a lot of excitement in a, in a lot of the things I've seen and um I'm really mad at myself that I didn't, you know, get to see these shows before. So I hope they do continue to do this. Do they have any other animated series planned to come out? I, I know they got, you know, a couple of the live action Star Wars mini shows 
But not that I've seen. Okay, no. then yeah, I think you got to ride this bad batch sucker as much as, yeah. for as much as you can get. Yeah, they had that other show, uh, Resistance, which I I've tried a couple times to get into, and I just couldn't do it. the The animation style was different. It was more, um, like a clean animation style. It was like, yeah, I don't know. It was it was it was almost like a mix between what they've done previously with the CGI and almost like an anime style to it. Okay. I, I just couldn't get into it. I tried, just couldn't do it. Um, and the only characters that really came into that show were like you got Leia, you got Poe Dameron. I think Captain Phasma was in it and BB-8, and that was like kind of it from what I saw. I, there could have been more, but I think that was like a two season and done. Yeah. Didn't didn't do too well. No, that's unfortunate. But yeah, I'm I'm hooked. I'm hooked with Bad Batch. I I, I really am. I'm into it. I want to see what they do. I want to see where they go. You know, I, I want to see where these characters end up. Who they, uh, what other dots are connected by the time it's all said and done, and and all that stuff. I think there's a lot of cool stories you can tell with with them. It's it is nice to kind of get behind some non Jedi characters. Um, so, uh, is there anything else Star Wars related? I no, think that's the, it. Yeah, no that's... toys, no nothing. Oh well, yeah. I mean, um, toy news. Uh, there's a lot. Um, I'm I'm nervous actually. I'm I'm because San Diego Comic Con stuff's coming out. Um, we haven't seen everything, but uh, some companies have released what they're selling at Comic Con. Uh, Hasbro on Hasbro Pulse, they released uh, the images for what they're doing on uh, San Diego Comic Con, and the one I was just speechless when I saw it. They're doing a three-pack. Okay. And you get uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you get Dr. Evazin and Poe and Baba from the first movie in the cantina. It's a three-pack. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And that three-pack comes in the box like it originally came in back in like 97, 98, um, Power of the Force. So it was a Power of the Force box, uh, and it looks awesome. It actually comes with a piece of the cantina bar, and uh, I remember vividly when that first set came out back in the 90s, late 90s, uh, I, I needed my Dr. Evazen. That's the only way you could get that figure. That's what they did a lot of the times back in the day. It's like, oh, we put one new figure in a three-pack, and then you just buy the two figures you already had just in a different pose. Yeah, yeah. They were called, like, cinema scenes where you got three figures. They did, like, the first one was, like, Han and Luke in the Stormtrooper outfit, and they had Chewie in handcuffs, and it's like, Oh, I have that Chewie, but I don't have him in those handcuffs. Right. You know. Oh, I have Luke in Stormtrooper disguise, but I don't got Han because I didn't send in for the goddamn Frito Lay's (laughs) mail away. No, wait, he was Kellogg's. Spirit of Obi Wan was Frito Lay. Good for you for remembering that. Kudos to you for that, dude. Like that was my life back in like the late '90s. Was just Star (laughs) Wars figures constantly, all day long. Um, But yeah, like uh, I remember going to the Toys R Us in Niagara Falls. Summit Park Mall was this crazy place. And they had, I love that place because you had a Toys R Us and you had a KB Toys in the same mall. Oh, so very, priceless. very, very close and to And I remember other. finding it and being so happy because I didn't think I'd be able to find it because earlier that week I got my issue of Toy Fair magazine in the mail. And right. that's how we got our toy news back in those days was Toy Fair magazine. And they always had an article in there where it was like the top 10 toys of the month. And Dr. Iveson was number one. I'm like, fuck, I'm not going to be able to find this toy. I'm not going to be, I can't finish my cantina scene without him. I need him. So, uh, but this three set looks cool as hell. Um, but if you don't want to pay, I think it's like $110 from what I've seen. Uh, but I really feel like they'll release these three figures individually on normal, 
like like separate cards. But okay. you're not going to get that fancy box. You're not going to get the Cantina bar. Um, but I, I highly believe that they'll be releasing these. Um, the other one that's super cool is we're getting a Dave Filoni figure. Dave Filoni, creator of yeah. Star Wars Clone Wars, Star Wars Rebels. Does that make his own figure? He does have his own figure because he was in The Mandalorian. Oh, he yeah. He was one of the Starfighter pilots in, I think, the the Frog Lady episode of season two. Yeah. Was that episode two or three? I can't recall. Yeah, I think it was, I where, think it was both. Where, you know, Mando's trapped on that ice planet, and they're like, hey, you know, we're, we're, we're tracking you. What's the deal? Um, so we're getting a figure of him. I think its name's Tracker Wolf. Okay. Because he loves wolves. He always has, like, a wolf logo. Um, so he does have the wolf logos on his X-Wing pilot helmet. Um, I don't think we're going to get that figure separate. Separate. Okay. I think if you want this, you're going to have to get that. Um, I remember years ago at like Celebration 2 it was, they made a, what was it called? Georges Sekul. So it was just George Lucas backwards. backwards. And it was just George Lucas as an X-Wing fighter. <laughs> and people went nuts for this figure. People bought him like crazy. Really? And now you could probably pick one up for 15 bucks on eBay. And you could only get it at that convention. You couldn't get this figure anywhere else. It's just George Lucas as an X-wing pilot. Mm. Um, so that looks that that one looks pretty cool. I'm excited for that one. Um, and then there's one more, I believe that came out that they released, and it is oh, this one is actually really cool. It's the Emperor's Throne Room playset. Now, this is going to be in a vintage style. So this is the three and three quarter that we all fell in love with. Yeah. So uh, the main thing about this is, yes, you're getting a throne room playset, but you're also getting Emperor Palpatine on the original card back. So a lot of these vintage collectors, uh, the vintage card back collectors, they keep them in package, and a lot of them are like, we need the original 72. Yeah. Now, for those of you who don't know, the original 72 is the original 72 figures they made in 77, 80, 83. Uh, people want those original 72 figures on the the card back. We haven't gotten an Emperor Palpatine yet. We've gotten a Darth Sidious, Revenge of the Sith, but we have not gotten a Return of the Jedi, Emperor Palpatine. So this appears like it's going to be the only way you can get this figure. Okay. Which I did find a Return of the Jedi Empire, uh, well, Return, Return of the Jedi Emperor Kenner toy on Facebook Marketplace. Not in the box. Oh, okay. It looks pretty cool. I do yeah. have to say that. Yeah. But so this is going to be awesome, and it comes with his throne chair. Comes with like that 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 uh, circular window. Uh, it does show Vader and Luke on the the box art, but I highly doubt you're going to be getting those figures as well. It's probably just going to be his throne room with the Emperor himself on the card. Um, that looks awesome. That's uh, thirty bucks. Okay. Thirty two. Sorry, thirty two bucks. But those look awesome. Um, so yeah, those are our Hasbro Pulse. Um, good luck, good luck with that. I think a lot of the the Hasbro, the, the San Diego Comic Con stuff is going to be starting not this week but next week, I believe. Okay. Yeah, we got to. Yeah, there's, are they going to go through with it? Or are they doing? They're virtual? not doing. They're doing all virtual. Mm. Yeah. So maybe next. Some year. of these have like shared stored exclusives, but uh, those three that I just brought up, I don't. They're they're not. They're, you have to get them. Through Hasbro Pulse, okay, and I've I've not had a good experience yet with Hasbro Pulse as far as getting stuff uh, ordered when it uh, is released. Gotcha. So, um, Target. 
Whoa. <laughs> I I said what I said. I got to say this. We've talked about this in the past. Being a huge turtle fan as I am, there's a certain four-pack, right, of turtles with trench coats, turtles in disguise, yeah. right? right? There's actually been videos leaked on YouTube of, like, the NECA rep coming and just handing them to the target employee and the target employee taking them. Well, fuck those scalpers. Fuck those target employees because NECA released today that to celebrate San Diego Comic-Con, they are putting them up on their website to pre-order for the next two weeks. Starting Good. tomorrow. So you can go on their website at NECA, uh, thenecastore.com, and you can pre-order that Turtle in the Skies 4-pack for the next two weeks. So you pre-ordered it. Uh, well, it, not yet, because it starts tomorrow. Oh, true, true. Okay. So I might wait the next two weeks because I have a feeling I've, I've been burned by NECA in the past. Yeah. Where it's like they uh, in April, they did the April uh, TMNT. Every week in April, they release stuff, right? Yeah. Well, um, I, now that they put this up for two weeks, I'm going to wait because they're probably going to release something else. And if they do that, then I can double up and I don't have to pay an exorbitant amount of money in shipping. Shipping, right. Because their shipping is pretty expensive. It's like like the one figure I got was 30 bucks, and I'm paying $20 in shipping. So. Yeah. So I'm going to wait till the end of the two weeks, and then I'll probably pre-order it. Okay. That's smart. Yeah. Cool. I've learned my lesson. Yeah. I, gotta, I hate Target. That's like my main rifle. Like Porcupine Jones and the Baron... And then oh, they're man. always at it. Baron, Baron, are you okay? Yes, yes. Mm. Speaking of Porcupine Jones, is that Neanderthal ever going to show his face around here? Hmm. What say you? Hey, Baron, he'll come back when he's ready. All right. Yes, when I'm ready to kick him right in his ass. Yes, <laughs> with my non-existent feet. I'll just put a shoe on my fist, kick him that way right in his posterior. Why you got to be so hostile? Because I hate him, Baron. I mean, I understand why this whole thing came up with Sean Connery and everything, but, like, still, it's like, you guys have kind of met, seen eye to eye every once in a while. Yeah. Until mm, he apologizes to me, and I walk him to the grave of my friend Sean Connery, and he gets on his hands and knees, and he apologizes to Sean. Then we will be square. Yes. No, I get this. Where is he buried, by the way? I don't recall. Did you even go to the funeral? Shut up, you! <laughs> I don't do well at funerals. I cry. It's okay to cry. It's natural. There he goes in the corner. He's crying now. He's crying it's right next okay. to Perry the Platypus. Well, that's a, he's, he looks like he'd be a good ear to listen to your problems. It probably, yes. So, um, but yeah, I was stoked about that news today. I was so happy when I saw it. I'm like, fuck you, flippers. Fuck you, got like, yeah. Fuck you, Target <laughs> employees. That is, yeah, you have quite the gripe. I like. I picture you going into Target and just sucker punching motherfuckers. <laughs> I used to work anybody there. with a red shirt. Like that's why I don't wear red shirts here because I'm afraid. For me, it's like because I, I mean I, I spent five years of my life there. All right, and then my, I, my wife worked there too. By the way, Niagara she Falls was, or uh, she worked at the Amherst one. Okay, Niagara Falls one. I was one of the most talented cart pushers you've ever seen. Dude, like, that's my preferred one. I prefer that one. Niagara Falls one? Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. Amherst is a shit show. It is. But, um... Like, they never have anything at Amherst. Never. Niagara Falls, they usually do. I'll never forget the first day I got a raise from Target. Okay? I was like, 
It was like my first year in. And I came out, and my dad picked me up from work. And I was like, hey, Dad, I got a raise. And he goes, that's awesome. How much did you get? I'm like, six cents, Dad. Is that a lot? And he goes, don't ever tell anybody about that ever again. (laughs) (laughs) So I, like, this is like Darth Vader, like Anakin Skywalker turning on the Jedi Order when I trash Target employees. Yeah. All right? They are the Jedi. From my point of view, the targets are evil. All right, target employees. I now see why they fucking hoard the shit and sell it. Yeah. I, I, get, I get it. Slave wages, man. I get it. I, I don't, like, but it just sucks. I, that, I, that's why I hate exclusives. Which, oh, they're which the, the NECA, Walgreens don't do that. The NECA turtle line, I will give them credit. They've, they've seen kind of the error of their ways. Yeah. And, like, the other thing they're putting up, like, the the, the punk frogs, um, Attila and uh, Genghis. That you can also pre-order those if you have if you miss like that seems to be the way of things like they put it at the Target store to kind of hit that okay we made it exclusive for you for so long and now we'll put it on our website yeah. and you can you can pre-order it right. so they they've kind of seen the error of the ways I just want to get these things like like right now uh, they have um, the Ultimate Foot Soldiers out there I'm trying to hunt down for thirty bucks. And the only reason I want it is it comes with uh, the Alpha One head, so you can make it a completely different character. Yeah. Uh, and then Muckman, I'm looking for him, trying to track down Muckman. I was fortunate to find Mondo Gecko, but it's just never-ending, like, stress-inducing hunt with these fucking turtle figures. Yeah. Yeah, because... It eats a- away at my soul. Some asshole named Kyle that works at Target is like, yeah, man, I need him. I need the, the only thing I will say is, like, the one in the falls, it always seems to be the same guy who's there. Stocking those shelves, and yep. like he sees me, and most times I'm there with like one or two kids, and I just walk by and I'm like, oh, they got him? No, all right. Guy looks at me, he's like, turtles? I go, yeah. Friday. Friday? Yeah, Friday. The guy comes in. Save you some money on gas. Appreciate that. Thank you. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's respect. I respect yeah. that. Yeah. The guy saw me enough. He's like, this fucking guy. He's like, stop coming here every fucking day. <laughs> Coming to my goddamn store and checking my shit out. <laughs> Trying to put the books out. Yeah. I got a new Oprah Winfrey bestselling novel to put out. <laughs> Bill Clinton's got his book with fucking James Patterson I got to put out. I got I to gotta put out the 10th, 10th Hillary Clinton book in five years. Oh. I got to put that out. It's important reading. We gotta, you got to read it. You got to read it. Just leave me alone. Turtles come out next on Friday. So, <laughs> well, uh, I'm gonna go little little uh, little thing on turtles here sure. while we're on the subject. Uh, Funko also released some some Secret of the Ooze turtle pops. Ooh. So they released the uh, like some turtles from the OG movie. They didn't say they were movie toys, yeah, movie pops, but they are. They're pretty the, much, the, yeah, the turtles from the movie. So they released some from Secret of the Ooze, and the one like a couple of them are pretty cool. You get Toka Razar that look awesome, yeah. Uh, Super Shredder, which they got like a glow in the dark at uh, I want to say EntertainmentEarth.com. They have a uh, <laughs> at Target. They have a fucking matte uh, metal metallic uh, Super Shredder that looks awesome. Uh, it's got to get that, and then they have the normal one. But yeah. I got I need the metallic one. It's yeah, you have fucking to. Kevin Nash. Uh, but then they released the Four Turtles again, and it's like the Raphael's just like generic pose. Leonardo is like holding on to the TCRI ooze container. That's kind of cool. Uh, Mikey is holding the box of donuts, the pre-fight donuts, <laughs> which is awesome. But the best one by far, and I'm a little biased because I love Donatello. You remember at the beginning of the movie of Secret of the Ooze, yeah. do you recall, when they're fighting in the toy store? Yes. And there's that clown that Donatello punches over that yeah. bounces back. And then he 
puts his hand out and holds it. And the guy like pushes him and he like goes down and he comes yeah. back. So it's him literally in that pose Are you where he's like standing in a straight rigid line and he's got just one hand off to the side and he's pointing. He's got a big shitty grin on his face. I'm like, the fact that they made that, the fucking pose, is priceless. Good. Like I might have to get that one just on principle alone. Yes. So uh, but th- those aren't coming out till later this year, but they look pretty awesome. Okay. Very good. Now that's pretty neat. That's pretty neat. I always I like the callbacks. It seems like they're doing a lot with the turtles. So, uh, is that it for news? We got anything else going on? Um, only other thing that I had was it's just the thought is escaping. Oh, DC. Uh, Margot Robbie. She yeah. says she wants to take a little break from playing Harley Quinn. She didn't say she's done. She just says she wants to take a break, which I understand because, like, she she said that like the f- the filming from Emancipation of One Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey that rolled right into the Suicide Squad. Yeah, it's exhausting. It's a lot. And she said like like a character like Harley Quinn. That's like high, high energy. That's overkill. And I don't uh, like unless they got cocaine on the sets like they did back in the nineties. That's a lot to. So she says she's like she, she needs to take a break from the character for a while. I think the character has worn its. I'm not gonna say. Worn I its, don't. Well, we'll see. Oh, um, with the, this like the James Gunn movie, it could have reinstilled my uh, my thing. Like I hate when characters get like just shoved down your throat. Well, Harley Quinn's kind of been like that since day one, though. I know, and it, it's it's hard. So I think like the character needs a fresh. The character as a whole just needs a fresh break. I just think taking taking some time off from the character and then bringing it back later, I think would be fine if yeah. she, if she wants to come back to play the character. Again. Right. I, I mean, don't know what I her remember I was, was. I don't know what her film contract was. Listen, if I so. was sick of Wolverine by X Men three, I'm definitely sick of Harley Quinn by now. I was yeah. Uh yeah. After Wolver after Last Stand, I was like, okay, Wolfie needs a break, and then yeah. we kept getting more and more and more yeah. and more, and I'm just like, Fuck. what's it? Well, yeah. Just lay off, fucking Hugh. Come on. <laughs> it was, yeah, honestly, the bet. Yeah, it was, it was. But yeah, so that's. I mean, that's good for her because I'm sure her back hurts from carrying the entire DC. Is she movie pretty much? Franchise. I mean, I'm, she. I, I really feel she's like she's been the most consistent one. I mean, yeah, we've she has. Had, uh, we have Gal Gadot. Uh, you know, do a couple Wonder Woman movies, but she has. That hasn't been as frequent as what Harley Quinn has done. Going from Suicide Squad. You know, to this to and right roll right into that. I think she's done a really good job of trying to do something with the DC. Well, she's also been like consistently good with the character. Like, I'm sorry, Wonder Woman '84 was fucking hot garbage. That movie. Did we ever? Do we ever discuss that? No. Well, you you saw it, and then I I, I saw it like yeah, we just way about it. later, and it's it doesn't deserve to be brought up again unless it's just a under the tongue slander of the <laughs> fucking abomination of a fucking film. Uh, God, that was fucking terrible. Oh, it was so bad. Um, but regardless, like, she's been the most consistent with the quality, I feel. Right. No, you know? no, she has. She has. She's like, t- I, I, I didn't love the emancipation of Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey, but the Birds of Prey sucked. Like, Harley Quinn carried that fucking movie. Like, she was yeah. the only thing that I watched that movie, and I'm like, I like this movie just because of her out. characteristics and her character. Um. Yeah, it was. Uh, she was kind of like the Johnny Depp of uh, the last Pirates movie. I'm like, this movie sucks, but it's just Johnny Depp as Captain Jack Sparrow. Yeah, so I'm in. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. All right, I think that's a wrap on the news, though. Uh, the other thing, oh, real quick. Sorry, sorry, it's all right. Um, Peacekeeper, the series with John Cena. Yeah, I'm stoked. Um, that is actually going to be directed by James Gunn. I didn't know that. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did not know this. He's not directing every episode, but he's directing the brunt of it. Right. How many episodes? Do you know how many episodes? I haven't seen that. I'm I'm really glad to see John Cena get his get this. We've talked about that before too about this Peacekeeper show, but yeah, it looks, you know, his character in Suicide Squad looks hilarious. Like my parents just seen the Suicide Squad trailer for the first time. We went, to go, great, see Bla- yeah. we went to go see Black Widow, and uh, they were just they were laughing at the all the John Cena stuff. Yeah, he looks like it's going to be a breakout for him. Uh, and then my last little bit of toy news. Speaking of wrestling and John Cena. Um, so there's a decade. Walmart has a decade of domination line. Yeah. For the WWE figures, where it's like they they have older representations of of current characters under the roster. So they're doing this is kind of weird. They're doing a fucking movie line. They're doing a three figure movie line, and we're getting The Rock as he appears and Hobbs and Shaw. Through WWE. Yep. Through a WWE banner. That's so it's like WWE strange. Hollywood. That's strange. Yes, it's very strange. So we're getting The Rock as 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 is it Hobbs, right? Yeah. Hobbs from Hobbs' shop. But it's weird because it's him in his like Luau skirt. Oh, from the beginning of the movie. Yeah. yeah. So it's that. Fucking terrible. Uh we're getting a John Cena as Peacekeeper. So that you're oh, gonna that's ha- kinda cool. So you're getting like and this one actually looks great because you're getting him with the removable helmet from okay. what I've seen in the pictures. But here's the coup de gras. You're getting a rowdy, rowdy piper is nada. Really? From They Live. I was. I totally thought they were going to go Batista. I totally thought they were going to go They're not going to get the rights to fucking anything Marvel and no, Disney. Are you kidding me? True. Well, I didn't think they would DC or anything that Fast and Furious, but that's cool. Yeah, nada. I already have, I have the uh, NECA one, which okay. is phenomenal. Um, but... Yeah, I'll get one to open because I I can't bring myself to open the the late the the, uh, the NECA they live one, um. But this one, I'll if I find it on the That's shelves, really cool. I'll pick it up. That's one of my like underrated gems. I love they live, and then um, yeah, the other San Diego Comic Con that they're doing for WWE is they're doing Sergeant Slaughter GI Joe style. Ah. Uh-huh. So they're doing the G.I. Joe style. He's got the USA singlet. They're still going through with that? Comes with a... Uh, so wasn't couple- there a story a couple years ago about him uh, not actually being like a military veteran? Yeah, <laughs> man, fuck it. <laughs> no. <laughs> the, right now is the time to shit on military people, apparently. And, yeah, and, I guess yeah, so. so. Oh, I know. <laughs> false, what is it? Like, when a Republican's uh, in office... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when a Republican's in office, there's no such... There's this false valor everywhere. Yeah. When a Democrat's in, it's not a thing. Yeah. Oh, I know. Uh, <laughs> I'm not condoning it at all, by means, but, um, but yeah, it's like him as he looked in G.I. Joe. But the cool thing is he comes in a special packaging where it looks like the old LJN figure. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. And you can get a blue one, which was the norm, and then they had a chase variant where he's on the black card, which is like the end of the LJN series. So that looks pretty cool. He comes with like two heads, two head sculpts. He comes with his hat. He comes with the glasses. He comes with the whistle bunch of different hands he comes with like that whatever that fucking whip was that he would like bend yeah when he told us that if we knew it was half the battle and then uh he comes with uh the like the camo jacket okay so it looks pretty cool that is very neat yeah but that's gonna be a con exclusive you're only gonna be able to get that through the mattel oh i I forget the name they used to have a medi collector site but they have a new site now you're only gonna be able to get it through mattel okay so, all right, and so, I, I'm done now. I'm out. I'm well, out of ideas. Baron, you well, got anything? Nah, he's still he's a Perry the still. platypus. That's all, all right. right though. Well, hey, real quick, while we're on top of wrestling, rest in peace, Mister Wonderful. Yes, Paul, Paul Orndorff. Orndorff. God love you. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Great. Very, very talented pro wrestler that often gets hidden and lost behind the uh, there's the, the, the mania of Hulkamania, unfortunately. There was a lot that did, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Hulkamania yeah. trampled a lot of dreams and a lot of talented <laughs> wrestlers back in the 80s. He certainly did. Uh, so just want to acknowledge that. But okay, let's uh, let's get into some comic book readings and uh, take this show home. So uh, I told you guys last week I was going to kind of break away from the Star Wars, from the Darth Vader book, because uh, I didn't want to start hating Star Wars. I, I didn't. And, and honestly, the book is really, really fun to read. Uh, but I wanted to break off and do something new, uh, something different. So uh, I we recently put a like a comic book shelf in our studio, and I found a bunch of old comic books that I never got to read. They've been in my when we were doing the show out of my apartment. Uh, I've had these books since then, like three years ago, and well, now we get to read them now. So uh, I got it's from the New Fifty Two. It came out August of twenty fourteen. And it's Batman Superman Final Hours. It's issue number 12. It's a pretty cool cover, actually. You see the uh, kind of Superman yeah, on top, nice. Batman like on the that. bottom. Um, so I don't know what the heck the New 52 is. Uh, our, one of our former hosts probably explained it to me at one time. It was just some kind of revamping of DC Comics, apparently. But anyways, it starts off with Batman and Superman in this, like, it might be the Batcave. I'm not sure. They're watching all these different, uh, you know, characters and stuff, and... Uh, Batman starts off, uh, keep coming back to it. Something's not right. Superman's just like, I know. And Batman's like, tell me what you remember. And Your Super- throat's going to be so sore. It is. Good. <laughs> Superman goes, we were young, maybe five years ago, meeting for the first time. I thought you were a, a monster, a madman. And then suddenly we were in another world, facing older versions of ourselves. And we fought them and we beat them. And he goes, it was all part of the demon's plan. And Batman goes, there was a demon. <laughs> and Superman's like, yeah, there was a demon. Kayo, the chaos bringer. That's right. She told us uh, that Darkseid would come. And Superman goes, and kill their world. We we have to go back. Go back. What are you talking about? And Superman's like, we left them there to die. We have to go back. What? Travel across dimensions in time? Yeah, Superman's like, Kyle, he took us there the first time. I remember now she has a certain energy signature. Magic. And Superman's like, I hate magic. And she's anywhere on this planet, I'll find her and, oh, well, wait a minute, there's Kyle right there. Let's just cut to the chase, children. And they're fighting her. They're, they're going after her. She's bouncing around. She's like, and right away you attack. Still so rash. But that's why I picked you over your doubles, isn't it? You were strong and brutal enough to fight off Lord Darkseid when he came for this world, and I survived in your shadows, so I appreciate all you've done for me, and I'm going to give you what you want. You want to change the past? Each of you gets one chance. Just remember, you asked for it. So they go back to, uh, looks like the uh, Clark Kent's, you know, homestead, his parents kind of raking some leaves and stuff, and... And they're they're ghostly, like they're like astral figures. And Batman's just like, "Oh, where are we?" And Superman's like, "Smallville." And he goes, you know, he's he's like, "Mom, Dad," and they're they're talking, you know, they're they're talking about doing some chores. And and Batman's like, "They can't hear you. We're intangible here, and they're not your parents. This is the other world." My throat hurts so bad already. <laughs> how did he? How did Christian Bale do this for three movies? He actually uh, lost his voice. And then a lot of the, the dialogue was, was altered post. Was it really? <laughs> yeah, so he, like, fucked his voice up for no reason. Because <laughs> they just fucking put it through, like, a digital this filter. Is terrible. Yeah. Who thought this was a good idea? Have you ever seen the show Assy McGee? 
No. Oh, okay. For those of you who have seen it and are listening, every time Matthew Johnson here speaks as Batman, I could just see Assy McGee. Now, if you don't know who Assy McGee is, he's literally an ass with a cop hat. And he's got a fucking, like, the side piece holder, and then his legs go down. I'll send you a picture, Matt. Please do. While you're, while you're reading. I do have to acknowledge Porcupine Jones does a much better Batman impression. But. He, well... He'll be back when he's ready to be back, He'll right? Be back when he's ready to be back. I do have to acknowledge that. As you tell that son of a bitch when he's wait- <laughs> when he comes back, I'll be waiting. Yes. Mm-hmm. Why yes. do you want to kill me? I don't want to kill you, Matthew Johnson. You see? Oh, you you're reading. Oh, sorry, me. you're reading the book. No. <laughs> I see. Oh, sorry, I was confused. You see, I have a book to read as well. You see, get to it. Why do you want to kill Porcupine Jones? Because I hate him. I've, I've gone over this. You see, I hate his soul and his guts. His intestines and his heart and his bowels, especially the large one, where his poop comes out and it filthy, filthy feces. I'm Batman. Yes, you can be <laughs> Batman if you choose. All right. It's a life choice, you see. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so there's this big explosion. There's the, the Superman's parents are surrounded by fire and and... He jumps in. He's about to go save him and cross the line and, and change destiny. And but Batman's like, you know, well he sees that there's these flying things, these alien things, and they're gonna go fight them. And I, I, I guess this is kind of their way to. Uh, this is, I guess, their attempt to alter. You know, I, apparently they're supposed to die here. Apparently they're supposed to die here. I'm not super familiar with the backstory to this, but apparently they're supposed to die here. But Superman, uh, he goes and fights these. Uh oh, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> that's Assy McGee, and he, he talks just like that. <laughs> it's great. It's a great show. I highly recommend watching it. I need to go it. find it. I'm, it's on Adult this Swim is brand new for free. Of course, it's it amazing. Is. Uh, <laughs> so Superman and Batman they start fighting these like flying lizard alien things and. Um, and Superman, like, checks, he kind of checks in, I guess, with his family, and they're okay, he saved them, but, um, <laughs> Martha, uh, comes and she's like, well, you know, you shouldn't have come here, you're too important, Clark, you can't come running back for us now, the whole world, millions of people out there right now need you, and Lois, he says, Lois, and he goes to find her at uh, the Daily Planet, she's shooting at some of these creatures, and she's dead. What? Yep, Lois is dead. About damn time. <laughs> and so, and Superman's just distraught. He's 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 messed up. He's messed up. So Batman gets transported his little spot. He's in Gotham, and uh, Alfred's about to get about to get the business from one of these flying lizard alien creatures. And uh, you know, Batman's like, "Oh, he's not my Alfred," and and all this all this stuff and. He's trying to defend himself, but Batman jumps in and intervenes here. He, he, this is like his trying to rewrite the past. Apparently, Alfred's supposed to die here, I guess. And uh, they, I don't know. They, there's a lot of like time jumping, multiverse stuff. They jump in. They're they're in the I don't know. Whatever, what does it say? What does it say? Just it's just Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman planning their final assault on um, these things and whatever. They're going out to battle the lizards in Metropolis and. Wonder Woman gets stabbed, and they're all upset. 
And they're like, oh, I could have saved her, blah, 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 blah. Like, is she dead? Yeah, she, she dead. What? And this is at the time, I guess Batman and- Why are they killing all the women off? I don't know. They're just fridging all these women. I, is that are. the term, fridging? It is 2014. This is pre-cancel culture. Yeah, this, so. is, this is fridging. Yeah. Is that the term, right? Where you fridge, like uh, Korg and Deadpool were talking about? <laughs> oh. Fridging, fridging women. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it and is. Korg said it in his dimension, it's called bridging. <laughs> That's messed up. That's messed up. Yeah, Batman's dating Wonder Woman at this point. Batman is? Batman is. Oh, the Kegel power of that woman would crush his dick. He's I just th- a I mere think it mortal. Is. I, I thought Superman is. in the new 52 No, you are right. It is Superman. Okay, My that apologies. makes more sense because Batman's penis would not would not live up to the snuff no. of that muff. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh yeah, so they're they're all falling apart, and and uh, that magic lady, um, she comes back and he goes, "I picked you, you know, because you were ruthless, and you were supposed to change, you know, from Lord Dar- everything from Lord Darkside. You're supposed to protect your world when Lord Darkside returns, but you've gotten soft. You had the chance to ma- remake this world. Instead, you you fell for the simplest, most sentimental traps I could think of. So I tell you what, let's go home with a clean slate. So it sounds like they're going to try this again in the next issue, which I do not know if I have." But um, we'll find out. We'll f- maybe we'll flip find- through them books. Yeah, it'll be number thirteen. But this is number twelve of the new fifty-two Batman Superman final hours, uh, from August of twenty fourteen. Do you like to laugh, Matthew? Hmm? Yes, I do. Chuckle, chuckle. I do a little bit. Oh, you need a throat lozenge, perhaps a, a Ludens. Schmidt, do you have a Ludens for Mister Matthew with his scratchy, gruffy voice? No, I don't, I don't. I think he's just pretending. Well, speaking of pretend, uh, this is a little comic. Uh, there's a there's a a boy named Schroeder. You see, mm. are you familiar with this boy? Yes, he's a pianist. Yep, he plays the piano. You see, you pervert, you sycophantic pervert. He's a pianist. You see, and he's listening to the record, and the music is playing, and and Schroeder looks very good. You see, and uh. He says, gee, that was good. Sometimes, I like to think, Brahms is even better than Beethoven. Hmm. And he says, what did I say? (laughs) You see, because Beethoven is the best. Brahms is a piece of shit. (laughs) The funny, for a second, he thought that Brahms was better than Beethoven. That's (laughs) why a piece of shit Brahms (laughs) <laughs> you see, Beethoven's the best. <laughs> you know who probably listens to Brahms? That piece of shit Porcupine Jones. <laughs> he probably he probably he probably makes love to Brahms. That son of a gun. Oh, ooh! I bet you do. <laughs> Very well done, Baron. Good job, Thank Baron. You. I'm proud of you. He's getting into it. He's getting I'm, into I'm these glad, comics. I'm he doesn't glad. understand the comic book part, but you know, comics are comics. To each their own. Uh, so today, I, Schmitty, am going to read Batman, The Adventure Continues, Ooh. Season 2, Number 2. Now, I'll, I, I read the first one on here a few weeks back. You did, yes. The first one, uh, quick refresher. So uh, Batman is teaming up with Dead Man, uh, and they're fighting the Court of Owls. Uh, Batman's introduced to the Court of Owls. The Court of Owls are an uh, 
uh, kind of like um, the Stonecutters from The Simpsons. Okay. They're, they've infiltrated all the government, and they're manipulating the economy, and it's all the Illuminati. That, yeah, pretty much. Like that, yeah. that, that, that type of thing, right? So uh, they've killed the mayor, and the mayor was the, the same mayor from the animated series. Now, this is a continuation of that said animated series. Uh, and the episode ended with uh, us realizing that Batman got a gem from Adam, uh, from Zatanna so that he could converse with Dead Man because he's just a spirit. And uh, they realized that the Court of Owls could see Dead Man, although no one else can. So there's there's a post-mortem link there with the Court of Owls. Okay. So we enter to the Batcave, and uh, yeah, Dead Man, he is uh, com- complimenting on the swanky setup of the Batcave. Batman sitting there. He's got he's got the glove of one of the owls from the I think it was Talon actually the the leader of the not the leader but the the the, the heavy hitter of the Court of Owls, and they're kind of examining it to find clues as Batman does as the world's greatest detective, um, and he says this is some setup here says, uh, Dead Man. I never got past the electric typewriter myself. Uh, what are you doing now, my Kimusabi? And Batman reiterates that he's trying to figure out some clues. And in the background, we see uh, we see Dick Grayson as Nightwing walking down the steps to the Batcave. We see Tim Drake walking down the steps to the Batcave. And, um, uh, you know, like, who's Batman talking to? What's going on? Yeah. And Dick Grayson knows that night, uh, Dead Man's there. He's like, I bet he's talking to Batman. Uh, Brant, uh, dead man. He's like, uh, he always used to bother me too. We knew that, uh, they had a history of working together before dead man died in the, in the circus with the flying Graysons and dead man's, uh, also a, uh, what do they call those people? Gymnasts in the yeah. circus performers. Circus the, performers. Yeah, all those people. yeah. I think gymnasts. Gymnasts. Yeah. So, uh, all of a sudden Alfred's down there and he's like, I thought you could use a little refreshment, sir. And, uh, is there anything I get you for your visitor? And Batman said, no, nah, he's fine. And then Deadman says, actually, I do have a request if your butler doesn't mind. And he inhibits the body of Alfred, which is something Deadman does. That's the only way that he can feel human again is by he can take over the body of like living people. Okay. And he says, hey, dicky boy, long time no see. And Nightwing, he looks at him and he goes, Boston, ah, how have you been? And he gives him a big hug, and Tim Drake, he realizes that this can't be Alfred. This has got to be Boston Brand um, saying hi to uh, Nightwing, and he's complimenting Nightwing on that foxy little number he had at the circus, which was Barbara Gordon and the previous issue. And then all of a sudden we see Alfred doing backhand springs and tumbles and everything. He's like, oh, I feel great. I'm going to do this real quick before I exit his body. And we find out that Alfred had a kink in his neck. And uh, Boston Brand was so kind enough to work that kink out for him by doing that backhand spring. Uh, And it says, finally, we get the intro. Court fight part two. And we see Talon, the heavy hitter of the Court of Owls. He's dropping something off to one of the, the, the Court of Owl members. They're bringing them down to their lair, um, and in this very lair, we see a bunch of talons. Now, this group's been around for millennia, for a long time, and these are dead talons, and they've been dead, mm. and they're decaying, and they're putting some kind of serum into these talons, and we, they're, they're zombifying them. They're, they're bringing them, they're reanimating them, almost Frankenstein style. Interesting. 
So we go back, and uh, yeah, Batman is still doing more detective work, and even you know, even Dead Man's like, so when's this gizmo going to spit out whatever it spits out? Because I got to tell you, Bats, even for someone trapped in the afterlife, this is boring as hell. Batman's like, yeah, I'm getting something now. And then all of a sudden, Alfred comes down with Batman's suit, and he goes, Bruce, Master Bruce, I don't know if you're aware of this, but it's sun up, and uh, it's time for the uh, the Mayor Hill's funeral. So we cut to the funeral, and... Uh, they're there, and you know they're they're honoring the the late great mayor, and they're speaking great about him. And all of a sudden, Dead Man's like, "Oh man, I'm gonna just possess this woman." And it's just this. It's apparently the sister of the uh, of the deceased, and she's like, "Hey, what's going? What's going on, Batman? Hey, how's it going?" Batman's like, "Boston, is that you? Yeah, it's me. You didn't notice anything funny?" And he notices that the the son of the mayor, he's he's not acting he's not comforting his his widowed mother hmm. he's kind of a little being crass right and then batman bruce wayne he goes you know what? how about you check out those three people up on the hill that have been watching us since the start of this thing oh they're owl members from the court of owls so all of a sudden uh dead man he shoots out of the body of the dearly departed sister and he goes you got it up up and away whoa they move fast he says really fast and where'd they go what the heck? Oh, there they are. And he's chasing them to the, the a church. And he walks in and bam, it's one of the, the, the members of the, the Court of Owls. And they can see him if you don't remember. But I'll remind you, they can see him even though he's a ghost. And all of a sudden these zombies, they bust in, but they're all dressed like talent. But they're the zombie talents, the previous talents that have died. They've been reanimated. And they grab onto Boston Brand, Dead Man, and he can't get away because he, he mentions earlier that when he touches someone who's not alive, that they're dead, it's like touching and holding a piece of dry ice. Okay. Um, so yeah, same I'm not kind of thing. familiar with the Dead Man character, so this is kind of cool for me. So uh, he's he's I like him. He's that that's why I like the this one especially. I love the animated series, and I love Dead Man. He's he's I fell in love with him when I started reading Justice League Dark because it was connected to the Swamp Thing series, which is also part of the New Fifty Two. So maybe I can uh, shed some light on that eventually. Okay, it was a good series. Uh, so these zombies are dragging the, the the spirit of Dead Man down these stairs, and all of a sudden Batman he pops in, he kicks one of them in the face. And he's got his little enchanted headdress on that he got from Zatanna, so he can see Dead Man and interact with him as well. Uh, he asks Brand if he's okay. He's like, "Yeah, I'm okay. I'll pull myself together." And all of a sudden, Batman he throws one of his nifty bombs at the zombies and he blows him to shit. Boom! The whole church blows up. Uh, just the side of it, actually, not not a, not the whole church. And uh, yeah, the zombies are all dead. And then all of a sudden, uh, he looks and they find a, a claw from one of their their gloves. And he goes, oh, I have a clue. Boston Brand, dead man. He goes, what, what good's that going to do? And Batman's like, well, it has the finger in it. So he takes it. And then we cut to a scene of the dearly departed mayor's son having an argument with his mother about where the funds have gone. And he's trying to play it off like dad knew he was trying to retire, that you were trying to retire, so he asked me to move some money around. He's basically just been embezzling money from the family for years, mm. and his mother's finally realized this, and she's, she's she's not having that. She's not happy with that. She goes, you better put those funds back in our account by the end of the bank day tomorrow, or they'll be held to pay, and I'll leak it to the press that you've stolen from our family for years. And he goes, oh, yeah, I'll keep you. I'll, I'll make sure that I'll, I'll do that, and I'll keep you quiet. And then we look, oh, there's one of the zombie talents in his background. 
So he's associated with this. This Maybe he's associated. I don't know. But one of the Talon zombies, he's there. And then we cut back to the Batcave. Batman and Deadman are trying to find some clues out about this finger that they've gotten. And that's when uh, Deadman's talking about how they're going to destruct the old city hall. And then Batman's like, duh, that's probably where their hideout is. They were there when they started the city. Right. So they go to the the old abandoned city hall. And lo and behold, guess who else is there? One of these Talon has actually kidnapped the mayor's son. So he wasn't in cahoots with them. We were meant to believe so, but that's mm, not so. So they kidnap his mayor's son. And they drop him off at the throne of owls. And the man sitting on the throne just so happens to be his father. But he's a lot younger. Oh. So he says that they've used the same serum to reanimate those corpses as zombies to bring him back to life. But they did something different to so he'd still have his wits about him. So he's telling him basically that, you know, he thought the Court of Owls was just legend and not real, but then he broke into the uh, the uh, general from the previous issue. He broke into his house, and he found his journal, and he took the journal, and he read it, and he realized that this is the ultimate way to get power, is to join the Court of Owls. So his son says, this is crazy. I can't believe this. You always were doing backhanded, back-alley deals with government officials to move ahead in life instead of spending time with mom and I and my brother. So uh, he he's pretty pissed, but then uh, Talon, the henchman Talon, he's going to kill the mayor's son. The mayor says, nope, don't do it. But then Batman breaks in. Dead man's right behind him. So they start fighting off, and Batman says, hey, dead man, grab a weapon and help me out. So he... He possesses the body of the mayor's son, and they start cracking skulls. They start beating the shit out of the uh, the, the Talon zombies. And then, uh, oh, previously, I'm sorry, I, I skipped this point. They realized that the zombies would react negatively to cold, kind of like in the Walking Dead comic series. Okay. And so he, took, he brought Mr. Freeze's gun with him. So he's shooting all the zombies with the Freeze gun. And uh, finally, Talon, he grabs the freeze gun and he breaks it. Well, when he breaks it, guess what? His arm gets frozen because it's oh. Mr. Freeze's gun, you dummy. <laughs> so, um, Time to chill. Yes, exa- yes exactly. <laughs> you need to read some more Arnold books. That was I, pretty good. I do. I, I've been working on Arnold for a long time. So then the mayor, he picks up uh, a receiver and he's going to blow the place to hell because he had the receiver to blow the place to hell in the first place. They're going to destroy it. So he destroys the building. Batman grabs the mayor's son who's being possessed by dead man. He shoots off into the ceiling and he escapes just like he did in all those Tim Burton movies. And then we see the rubble of the building. Um, and the fireman, yeah, is like, yeah, no survivors. It is what it is. And then uh, Batman thinks, I think this is the last of the, the Court of Owls. And he goes to dead man, you know, I think that... Uh, what you said earlier that you're trying to do good deeds so that when you finally submit and you go up to the pearly gates, you're going to get in. So this is one more good deed closer to getting through those pearly gates. And uh, Dead Man, he's like, well, I was still looking forward to that bat brew that you promised me earlier. And Batman says, well, not in this lifetime. And he goes, well, I can wait. And he shoots off. And it says the next issue is going to be the Jazz Man Returns. So I hope it's Bleeding Gums Murphy. Mm-hmm. And Lisa's just there. And the jazz man testifying. <laughs> I really hope it's just Bleeding Gums Murphy and Batman in the animated series form. So um, 
this is probably going to be like the the first season or the first run where it's like you get like maybe eight books, but then you get like three or four different story arcs. So okay. I, I assume the Court of Owls is done and we're moving on to the next uh, bigger and badder threat or more entertaining threat in this series. This is very good. Yeah, I like these books a lot because there's a lot of characters that we never got in the animated series, and it's a nice continuation. Right, I don't think we got the Court of Owls in we the did not. animated uh, series. In the, in the first series, we got we got Deathstroke, we got Deadshot, we got... Uh, yeah, was there? There, was, there was a couple. There was a Red Hood, yeah. was the overarching... Uh, villain of the first first one. I think they so tried to stay cool. with the Batman's core villains for the original animated series. They did, but, definitely, for sure. But All right, everybody, that is a wrap on this week's episode. We want to thank you so much, as always, for tuning in. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much. And uh, now this is podcasting. Sebulba wins. Time to chill. <laughs>